With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. back just like i don't know a few minutes ago it's me and jake what's up jake what's up rk how you doing bro good man uh i'm sure there's a few people out there who subscribe to this channel for buffs who are like wait this isn't the buff show that we were just watching no this is the bet <laughs> show where we give out our picks um and we also talk about things that are far more off topic than we do on the bu- on the uh, buff show including how was your christmas jake Christmas was fantastic. Um, we didn't do anything. I chilled at home. I'm here outside of Salt Lake with my parents' house. And uh, yeah, my sister's here. My brother's here. We're all just hanging out and taking it easy. Um, yeah, can't complain, man. How about yours? Great. Wait, so what sibling are you? I'm the oldest. Oh, I don't think no. I would have predicted that. But it does make sense because you're, you're uh, very mature. So that would make sense that <laughs> you, you. you've been having to uh, guide the ship for a few years here. Um, my that, my Christmas was yeah. great as well. I My family mostly celebrates on Christmas Eve. Um, so we did that whole thing. Um, I really, I, I really, really think that Ryan is uh, Hispanic sometimes. He Dude. does everything a Hispanic does with a Caucasian attitude. Like, literally, like, that's how it is. Like, I, I think there might be something to that. I think I've uh, just eaten so much green chili in my life that I've just become, uh, I, I've evolved. Um, but, yeah, so that was great. Uh, and then yesterday, the Broncos were an God, embarrassment uh, to the entire state. Um, but... All the while, Coach Prime was just pulling in recruits left and right. So um, I was like trying to hide a smile while everyone, while everything was burning around me. If you if you know what I'm saying. I mean, I'm pretty much the same. Yesterday, I was actually fine. 
Um, and then today, just all the fallout and just realizing truly how bad of a situation the Broncos are in had me in a not great mood going into the Buffs show. I'll say that. Yeah, it's a it's a dark world that the Buffs or that the Broncos are living in, and a beautiful world that the Buffs are living in. Um, by the way, I got odds sent to me on Broncos next head coach uh, from like oh, an no. offshore betting site. Uh, and I think you'll be surprised. Number one was Sean Payton, uh, at four to one to be the Broncos' next head coach. I think that's just the biggest name. Mm-hmm. And then number two was like Jim Caldwell or something. Um, I have a feeling this is going to be a John Fox esque hire, where it's just like no one really gets excited about it, but uh, hopefully he's like the right man to to get the train back on the tracks i i don't even know what to expect or what i want out of this hire honestly um hank threw out my guy jim harbaugh on the broncos show today and that like made me die a little bit inside because i don't know i mean i'm a michigan fan but if you were to go to the broncos be like well okay like the broncos do need a lot more help than michigan right now um part of me also just why not just hire someone that like is similar to Hugh Jackson and just bottom the thing out, man. Just oh, try wow. and tank for Caleb. Just, just why not? Yeah, I to- I put it out there today on Twitter. I said the, the real way out is to cut Russ uh, or trade Russ for you know nothing and absorb all of that dead cap. Essentially, you have to cut your entire roster, which doesn't even like you don't even have to tank next year you just have a team so bad that you auto tank Mm -hmm. then you get the number one overall pick you get Caleb Williams you have like an insane amount of cap space starting that year and moving forward and you just rebuild from the ground up I don't think the Broncos have the balls to do it uh but I think that's that is the actual way out rather than just trying to patch and band-aid everything back together that's what they've been doing since 2015. They've just yes. been trying, oh, let's just go grab this quarterback. We're only a quarterback away. We just need to fix these little holes on the roster and everything will be fine. No, nah, man, it's it makes it's sad to say because I think there are some really good pieces on this team that could help, I don't know, a regular NFL team win some games, but uh, <laughs> it's just not working and it makes me sad. Um, at least the Nuggets are doing well. I watched Aaron Gordon kill a man last night. Oh, God, that was awesome. That... That was one of my favorite basketball games I've ever watched. Uh, at least regular season NBA games. It's funny because I watched the entirety of the uh, DMVR Nuggets post game show afterwards, and they were talking about how it was like agonizing during the game, and I was just like, man, maybe they just don't understand agony because they didn't have to watch the Broncos lose fifty-one to fourteen that morning. But I was like, that was not agonizing. It was entertaining, exciting. There were some moments, some tense moments where you're like, wow, they're really going to lose this. And then they brought it all the way back. I was like, that's just that's just good sports right there. Just It had everything. It was fantastic. I mean, you had three football games. Uh, the Broncos game we, we already talked about. We're not going to bring about it, uh, bring it up anymore. Uh, the last game was fine. Uh, the Tampa Bay game with Arizona, I mean, as entertaining as it could be watching Trace McSorley play quarterback, and then we go straight <laughs> into that game, the Nuggets game. Uh, it was a fantastic It was a fantastic weekend of sports, honestly. It's been great. Uh, Saturday, I actually enjoyed that kind of majority NFL slate. Um, being on Saturday, I know a lot of people were uh, – 
maybe not as excited about that, but I liked it quite a bit. It's just been, it's been awesome. I think Monday night football is going to have some stuff for us tonight too. Perfect segue into our picks tonight. And Jake, I'm really bummed about this because no one hates the chargers as much as I do. Um, like, you know, everyone hates the chiefs. Everyone hates the Raiders. Um, I feel like people don't hate the chargers enough. So I try to lift up the, uh, you know, I try to raise all boats by hating them more. Equal um, rights for every team in the yes, AFC West. Exactly. Man. <laughs> I have enough hate for all AFC West teams, but I especially hate the Chargers because everyone always overhypes them. Um, and I was convinced that they were going to do it again this year where they were overhyped and they fall apart. Come to find out if they win tonight, they are in the playoffs, which makes me sad because I've just been pounding the drum that Justin Herbert's never been to the playoffs. And then. I look at the line as they are playing the lowly, hapless Indianapolis Colts, and it's at three and a half. And if Dre was sitting here right next to me, I know he'd be saying it's too good to be true. They're begging you to bet on the Chargers because they think the Colts are the real side to be on. And I just I can't do it. So just remember as you read my picks – I hate them, and I hate myself, <laughs> um, and I hope I'm wrong on all three. All right? Here we go. Chargers minus three and a half at minus 110. I don't know how this is possible, um, and I really do hope this is a classic case where I look like the fool for taking the bait here, but it just feels insane to me. So taking Chargers minus three and a half. Herbert, over one and a half touchdowns at minus 180. Again, uh, feels low to me. They love to pass the ball, especially in the red zone. Um, and then finally, Herbert over 282 and a half. Um, I just get this feeling that, like, it's one of those games where they're just going to put everything in his hands and be like, listen, you are the franchise. You have a chance to end our playoff drought take us to the promised land. So uh, I think it's going to be a big Herbert night. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that the Chargers lose by 40. Herbert throws zero touchdowns and five interceptions and throws for 112 yards, but I just don't think it's happening. Um, I'd like to reinforce the Chargers hate on this show because <laughs> like what you said, I feel like they don't get enough hate at times and it drives me crazy how every – June, July, and August, we hear about, oh, watch out for the Chargers. This is going to be their year. And we're sitting here and they're, uh, I don't know, what are they, eight and six eight, seven right now? or something. Yeah, just an average football team. Um, so I've kind of, I don't know, I haven't completely gone the other way like you have. Um, but I've got some bets here that maybe suggest a Chargers win. Uh, Yaya, if you want to go to the big three. First one, I've got Dayon Jackson over 30 and a half rushing yards for the Colts. Um, I think Zach Moss is one of the most average backs in the NFL right now. And, uh, or basically since he got in the league, really. Uh, last week in that instant classic against uh, Minnesota, only 24 carries for 81 yards is 3.4 yards per carry for Zach Moss. Give me Dayon Jackson over 30 yards. He had 55 last week, average 4.2 yards per carry. Um, he's just shown me more, I think, than Zach Moss has. Okay. But um, I also like Nick Foles to throw an interception. Huh. Uh, that's minus 135. But 
Um, it feels like this is, I mean, this team has really been searching for any type of spark at quarterback, obviously, kind of similar to the Broncos the last few years. I don't think Nick Foles is going to be that guy, but I think they're going to let him throw. Um, so give me that interception. And then uh, kind of on that same boat, give me the team total under for the Colts. Um, just <laughs> kind of going back to what I just said, they're not a great offensive football team. They don't really know what's going on. Um I'm all over the Chargers winning this game tonight. I would stay away from the spread just because the Colts in these situations, as I guess you would say Dre was going to say, this is kind of their spot. So uh, that scares me and is why I'm not going to be touching the spread, but I would expect the Chargers win. So there you go. There you go. Uh, Nick Foles has the unique distinction of being one of the very few people who can say they lost to the John Embry Buffaloes. That's uh, that's quite the distinction. There. It is. It is. He also has the unique distinction of saying he beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, but I actually remember him for the former rather than the latter. Um, don't mind the fact that there was like 50-degree winds in Folsom you Field. You do remember day. the shitty parts, not the good parts of people. So. Uh, yeah. It depends on who we're talking about. Are they from Colorado or do they play for a Colorado team? Then I remember their good things. If not, well, then I remember Nick their bad things. have a... He didn't have a great run when he was a chief. He started a few games for them too, right? I don't think he did. Did he? I thought I could have swore he did. I mean, he was like uh, he Eagles. Came over, I think it was before he went back to the Eagles, I believe, for that Super Bowl. If I'm remembering right, wow. I, might be thinking I don't else, remember but. that, but he's been a lot of different places. Uh, I also um, am famous in Allie's family. For obviously they're all Eagles fans. When Carson Wentz went down, literally the day he went down, I told Allie right in your group chat, Ryan says Nick Foles wins Super Bowl MVP. And he did. <laughs> You're a legend. So you Ryan, going back to before I even officially joined DMVR, it's always blown me away how you managed to predict these things just <laughs> for not even just Broncos stuff and Denver stuff in general, but stuff like that just out of nowhere just throws out Nick Foles' Super Bowl MVP and nails it. I Yeah, I, I wish there was DraftKings back then because I probably could have gotten some insane odds on that. Uh, if you want to get insane odds on uh, tons of different things, you can get over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Uh, I had an SGP, a Jokic SGP last night, and then I singularly bet Jokic points, rebounds, and assists uh, and threes and hit everything. Uh, it's just honestly, you should just get DraftKings Sportsbook and only bet on Nikola Jokic. I'm pretty sure you just come out on top every single time. Um, I tried to tell the people to get in on Jokic MVP when it was still plus 1100 like two weeks ago. Um, now it's all the way down to plus 400. He is going to win that again for a third time. He's averaging like a triple-double over the last 10 games. He's going to end up averaging a triple-double. The Nuggets are going to get the one seed. Get over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on Nikola Jokic. It's the best way to make money in the sports betting world. That's not confirmed, but it feels right, and that's the types <laughs> of facts that I like. Um, so use the code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings Sportsbook to get $150 when you bet $5 on any money line. It's a great deal, a great way to get your account started. Of course, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
All right. Um, sa- uh, sadly, Nikola Jokic not playing tonight, so we can't bet on him. But you can still. I mean, I I wouldn't even hate on it if you took Jokic at plus four hundred to win MVP. I honestly, uh, before the season started, I parlayed um, Avs repeat and Nuggets first ever championship at plus ten thousand, and it's looking really nice right now. It's looking really it's nice. Looking, it's looking saucy, man. It's looking as soon as they get the one seed, I'm cash out might be it. So wait, this included the Avs winning last championship? No, no, this like oh, the so. Avs repeating this year and okay. the Nuggets winning the championship as well. It's hard to predict anything with the Avs right now. It's not. They're injured. It's actually very easy. That's what I mean. So it's like you, we don't even really know what the team looks like because they're just putting out randos they're, every night. They are, and they're still in second place in their division. Yeah, while everybody else is struggling. To like they're fully the rest of the spots are fully healthy. The Avalanche are still kicking ass with all the injuries they have, and no team can keep up with them. I I wish I could remember who tweeted this, but uh, a member of Avs Twitter had an incredible tweet this weekend, where they posted pictures from different parts of the Stanley Cup celebration of Miko carrying different Avs like on his shoulders, like giving them piggyback rides. And they said, little did we know Miko is training for this season because Miko is literally just carrying the abs on his shoulders right now. It's kind of when um, when Nicola didn't have Murray and MPJ yeah. to some sort. Yep. You just, you're, building a, you're building a player up. So when you bring those people in, it's just going to be total chaos for anybody that plays them. Yep, there you go. Um, I have mm. the craziest bet I have outstanding right now is Nuggets to be the highest scoring team in the NBA at like plus 2500 or something and they're not that far off now the celtics are pretty nasty when it comes to scoring but it could happen still i'll tell you this story my mom uh my wonderful beautiful mother got introduced introduced to nikola nikola Jokic last night uh, when we were watching the game oh. um and there was there were many wows that came out of her mouth as uh he was just I mean, he triple double. He was scoring wherever the hell he wanted. He was amazing last night. Yes, uh, that's a fun phase of the Nikola Jokic experience. Uh, that's the wow phase. Um, Nikola Jokic, Nikola Nirvana, is when all you can do is laugh, which is what happens for me when I watch Jokic now. Like last night, he hits like the little one-footed sombor shuffle fadeaway, and it just hits n- like it barely grazes a, uh, a, any part of the net on its way through. Like I just burst out laughing. Uh, because it's, I don't know, it's just like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. It we're really watching, is. It's, we're we're yeah, literally yeah. watching the Messi of basketball right now. A player that will never come out oh, again. Yeah. That's probably going to win everything. That's what I, when you see Nikola Jokic, it's like comparing to watching Messi. Yeah, it doesn't um, like make sense. We're, we actually can't even help but to take it for granted, but like, We've seen Jokic put up two 40-point triple-doubles this week. I used to think about, like, like when the Nuggets had Carmelo, they also had Marcus Camby, and, like, Carmelo could never get anywhere near a triple-double because he never passed. Um, but Marcus Camby used to, like, flirt with a triple-double once in a while, but it would be, like, 10-9 and a 9 or something. And I think he might have even gotten one or two while he was a Nugget. And, like, that was, like, an event. Like... I just remember being like, oh, my God, like, he needs one more assist for a triple-double. Now that happens every single night. Every single night, Jokic is one assist away from a triple-double, sometimes in the first half. Like, it's just it, – it, he, his greatness is so normal that it's almost impossible for us to appreciate it at the level that we should. Well, to that point, 
after the game last night, I was like, man, Aaron Gordon was just unbelievable. I can't believe how well he played, just how dynamic he was, how you got the crowd involved. And it's like, oh, yeah, Jokic did also have a triple, a 40-point triple-double. Like That was like the second thing I thought of when the final buzzer hit. Not even. 41, 15, and 15. Michael Malone, it yeah, took him three sentences to get to Nicola's night. Yeah. All he could talk about was AG because he was dope. And it's like, oh, yes. yeah, Nicola also did the thing he always does. Yeah, and, like, Jamal Murray had a Murray flurry when we needed it the most. Like, there was so much that goes on. And meanwhile, Jokic just chugging along, putting up point, like putting up the high, the best triple-double in Christmas Day history of the NBA. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that too. It's unbelievable. All right, that's enough Jokic praise, although it's really not. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, do we have a dilemma of the day? All right, let's throw mm. together a little Monday Night Football SGP. Jake, I am usually on the unders for Monday Night Football, mm -hmm. but I kind of think you're right in the sense that Indy's going to let Nick Foles chuck it because there's no Jonathan Taylor anyway. Uh, the Chargers don't know anything else other than to let Justin Herbert chuck it. So I kind of want to take like a passing prop over heavy SGP. How do you feel about that? I don't mind that at all um, on that. I think we should look at some uh, receiving yards overs specifically for the Colts. Um, okay, uh, I'm listening. Well, Alex at least, Pierce? At least Pierce or Pittman. We have to get one of those guys in there because I think one of them are due to at least have like a decent fantasy night, um, maybe score a touchdown. Um, but the yardage, I think, is something that we can we can absolutely build off of. Should we should we build this base off? I I trust Pierce more than Pittman personally. Um, okay. Should we start with just thirty four and a half receiving yards for Alec Pierce? Um, let's do that. So just going back and looking at his game logs, he had a goose egg last week against oh Dallas, though eighty six yards. Remember, this is with Matt Ryan, though. So this guy is capable. I mean, in that Dallas game, he had eighty six yards. Um, I mean, as the team struggled, he's kind of struggled too. Let's let's do that. Let's do Alec Pierce on the bounce back tonight to kind of springboard this Colts, uh, the new age Colts. Yes. All right. Now let's. Or do you want? Is there any? Um, it's it's crazy. Hate to praise them again, but the Chargers spread the ball around so much. It's hard to focus in on one person. I guess I would be interested in maybe some Austin Eckler receiving props. Okay. What about um, catches for him? Let's see. Got to scroll down. Austin Eckler receptions. Hmm. Five plus. Uh, four plus is minus four twenty-five. Yeah, five plus minus one eighty-five. I mean, an anytime touchdown from him too. I think is minus one fifty. Oh, maybe that's more. Do you think that's more likely than six catches? Um, he did. I, I can't, I'm going off of memory here, but I'm pretty sure he had like nine or 10 catches in like the first three quarters last week too. Didn't right. he? Like he went off. Let's just go the catches because it just feels like they throw it to him every time. Like it's like first read, second read, just throw it to Eckler mm. on every damn near every play. Yep. Okay. Let's go back to passing. Uh, we'll go safe on Herbert. Or should we go, yeah, hmm. 279 or 304? 
Mm. We go aggressive a little bit. The Colts can play decent defense, though. Okay, all right. I mean, we could go two fifty four as well. I like two fifty four for minus two hundred. All right, I mean, and we'll uh, we'll get some boosts as we build this, also. All right, how how aggressive do we want to go on foals? Uh, let's go to his attempt lines. Oh, I love that. Thirty plus attempts. I can find it. Thirty plus attempts. Love that. Minus two thirty. Yeah, minus two thirty. Throw that in there. Okay. And let's go. You, you, we can get your foals interception in here if you want. Okay. Um, I need to pull that one up. Foles interception, one plus, minus 150. We are at plus 625 with five legs right now, Ryan. I kind of like this. And if you opt in, you can get a boost. Uh, because you get a daily boost uh, in the NFL. So we can get a 30% profit boost on that all the way up to plus 812. Um, to recap, Alec Pierce over 34.5 receiving yards. Austin Eckler, 5-plus receptions. Justin Herbert over 254.5. Nick Foles, 30-plus attempts. And Nick Foles, one interception thrown at plus 812. Sounds like a winner. It does sound like a winner. Uh, we've got some some uh, predictions in here. Uh, Gardaki's Playground says Colts 17-9. We would love that. I would happily lose this SGP uh, and watch the Chargers fumble the bag. Um, Christy says Chargers 30-10. to 10. That feels more like what I'm envisioning. Um, AZ says Chargers too many weapons. Yeah, I mean... That's how it feels to me. I just, I just know this. The book is ne It just feels like maybe once a week you get one where the book's just way off. It just feels like this. This could be that one. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, the mm -hmm. Colts did score what thirty three points on the Vikings yeah, last week. Thirty six. Yeah. Thirty six. Yeah. And as I said at the beginning of the show, this is kind of the Indianapolis Colts spot where. These primetime games where it looks like an obvious mismatch, this team just kind of digs deep. They play sound defense. They've got pieces all over the field on defense, and they'll just run the ball and kind of nickel and dime you to death, and all of a sudden they're up by three with three minutes to go. just happens all the time. Yep. It would be a beautiful thing if it did. Um, all right, Jake, I think that is all we have tonight. Um, no Denver sports in action tonight, so a little bit of a light slate for us. So we'll be tuned in. To Monday Night Football. Appreciate all of you guys for tuning in to this show, and we will catch you right back here tomorrow.